Today's show is sponsored by Josiah Candler, independent consultant with Young Living. Stay tuned at the end of the show to hear why Heidi and I love Young Living and the products that we use. Hour. My name is Heather Taves, and I am one of the co-hosts of this episode or this show. Not just this episode. Not, not it's this an ongoing. One. It's an ongoing show. Yes. Um, and I'm sitting next to my co-host Heidi Bolt. Hi, Heights. Hi, Heather. So I have to give a disclaimer. Okay. I have been fiercely ill for like a month. You have been. So we haven't had many chats. Yeah. We've been airing some guests. We were going to, but you had no voice. I had no voice. So my voice is back, but I just have this crazy head cold virus thing going on. So, but you just prayed over me. So, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe you listeners are going to see a miracle happen here <laughs> in this episode yes. and my voice will clear up. So, yes. So hang with us. Yes. It has been a long month for you. You've been really sick, but still in full busy life mode because you have three little kids and life doesn't stop when mom gets sick. You know what? It doesn't. I was thinking about that a couple days ago, just how you see all of these um, like memes and posts go up about moms don't get sick days. And I was thinking about that because the reality is like God has been so good to me, Heather, Mm. because this mama does get sick days Mm. um, because our mom is so gracious and kind. She lives just five minutes from me and she has kind of made a pact with my husband as we've walked through this journey of um, autoimmune disease that if I wake up on a really bad day Mm -hmm. and I can't function, that he has to contact her Mm -hmm. because she knows that I'll just try to like push through, push through and just, just basically be dead on the floor throughout the day. Yeah. And so she's been so kind over the last month to just give me breaks here and there so that I could actually try to heal. So, but this cough, I've had this crazy cough yeah. that has lasted for weeks and weeks now. Yeah. And it's so intense that I can't sleep at night. Yeah. And so, you know, when you're not sleeping, you're not healing. Right. So, and I've done all the things. Yeah. I mean, I've done, like, I actually went to prompt care, which is so against my nature. <laughs> right. And I got this crazy cough syrup that they guaranteed would take my cough away and cause me to sleep. And it did the opposite. Mm. I got like crazy heart racing and was wired. And so then they're like, oh yeah, don't take that. And so I've done all the things, yeah. you know, I've done the oils, I've done everything, yeah. the chiropractor, and it's just got to run just its course. On. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, oh, but man. well, if this is your first time listening to the H&H Hour, maybe you're a long time listener. Welcome back. We're so glad that you're here. Yes. And Heidi, the point of this show is really to highlight the ordinary things in our lives Mm -hmm. and to remind ourselves and remind every one of you that we all have ordinary things in our lives. And we all, um, when we begin to see the things every single day that are ordinary through an extraordinary lens, it really changes the way you live your lives. Mm -hmm. It changes your day to day, like the mundane things in life. And so we love to do that. And we love to point people back to Jesus Mm -hmm. and to say, He's the reason that you can look through a lens that um, isn't one of despair or one of frustration Mm -hmm. constantly, but to say Jesus can be in everything, in every area of our lives. Yeah, that's right. And Heather, I think it's been interesting to hear from our listeners over the last couple of years now that they've just talked about how much their perspective has shifted Yeah, as they've heard us talk about and heard our guests talk about 
the ordinary things in their life that they're viewing as extraordinary. Right. And we hear it over and over and over again of just yeah. people saying, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for giving me a new perspective. And I think you and I as well, like mm-hmm. we've become, I would say even more aware of yeah. how important our perspective is. Yep. And, um, you know, I think even in the midst of a crazy hard month or what you guys have walked through with your husband's job and yeah. all of the stuff mm-hmm. that's gone on there, um, perspective is so important, It is, you know, and it can, it can really make or break your situation and really cause you to either lean into Jesus mm-hmm. or to begin to shun him. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I actually was this last Saturday, I was at this, um, fall market in our city. And so we had gone and I did not feel well, but I was trying to like be determined to feel better. So yeah. I'm like, maybe if I go out in public and hang out in public, <laughs> I will just be better. As I was there, one of our sweet, sweet listeners came up to me. Mm-hmm. I think I was I was like buying some books. She came up to me and just gave me a big, sweet hug. And it was so good to see her. And I just hugged her and I said, how are you? And she said, oh, we could just really use your prayers. Mm-hmm. And I said, what? What's up? You know, and she just shared this story with me about how their families had to walk through some really intense suffering mm-hmm. in the last very short amount of time. And she said, we had such a high, high of our grandbaby being born Mm -hmm. and healthy baby, healthy mama rejoicing in that. And then they had this extreme tragedy happen with one of their employees. Mm -hmm. And just, she just said, it's been so difficult. Mm -hmm. But the thing that I saw the most in her eyes was Jesus. Mm -hmm. I didn't see despair. I didn't see uh, like a woe is me attitude. I saw Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I said to her, I said, I'm going to be praying for you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I have been over the last few days since then. I've just really been lifting their family up in prayer mm-hmm. and just believing that God is going to intervene in that situation, mm-hmm. in a situation that can't be reversed. Yeah. You know, it involved death and it, mm-hmm. it can't be reversed, mm-hmm. but it can be infilled with the power of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and the peace that he brings in the midst of suffering. Yeah, And so just believing that over her. So all that to say, like, I just, listeners, like, you really do mean a lot to us. We really value you. We love to see you out in public. We love to hear what's going on in your lives, not just the good, but the hard too. And and then truly, like, go before the heart of the Father on your behalf with you Mm -hmm. because we do believe it. Prayer changes things. And, you know, it it often doesn't change the circumstance. Sometimes it does. Mm -hmm. It often doesn't, but it almost always shifts our heart. Yeah changes your perspective. Yeah. Yeah. My kids and I did this thing this week in school where we wrote the words, see Jesus in everything Mm. up on our board. And then we asked one another to write all of the things we could think of that we had seen Jesus in, in our last few days. And Mm. so, you know, it was little things like the little birdies that were sitting up on the wire in front of our house or some money being given to us that we had prayed and asked God for a, a need that was in our life mm-hmm. and God supernaturally provided for yeah. us and or uh, the sunrise, mm-hmm. you know, that we had seen one morning or the sunset. And so we start writing all of these things up on the board. You know, a lot of some of them were from my perspective and then from my two kids who are eight and 11. And it was really cool to hear their responses and see the things that they saw Jesus in. And um, as we started writing them down, it got easier and easier and easier to think about all the ways that we had seen Jesus yeah. in the things in our lives. And it was such a great um, 
Exercise. Exercise, yeah. yes. For us to shift our minds, shift our perspective off of us mm-hmm. and to put it on Jesus. And to say, you know, when you see something in nature or you see the feel the love of a friend, see Jesus in that too. Yeah. And uh, for people who maybe have a hard time with negativity or have a hard time seeing joy in their mm-hmm. lives, I would really challenge you to do that. It doesn't have to be on a big whiteboard. It can be on your phone. It can be on a piece of paper. It can be just saying the words out loud, but mm-hmm. saying, oh, I see Jesus in that. I see Jesus in the way that my baby is looking at me mm-hmm. adoringly right now. Or I see Jesus in the way my husband goes to work and provides for our family. Or I see Jesus in my coworker bringing me a cup of coffee this morning. Mm-hmm. When you start to really fix your eyes on that, yeah. on Jesus, it really does change the mundane, the yeah. the things in our lives that every day we could go by every single day and go, these, I don't notice them right. because they're ordinary things, but start to see Jesus through them. Yeah. And man, it, it fills you up with so much joy mm-hmm. and with so much peace, even if the circumstances are still difficult, yeah. even if you're still in a hard spot mm-hmm. or walking through something, a season maybe that is, has been going on for a long time and you feel like it's never going to end, man, it's just such a simple exercise, but it's so, I know it impacted our entire week. Yeah. Like it really did shift our whole week from just going through the motions of teaching school and mm-hmm. doing all the things to wow, look what Jesus has done. Heather, I love that so much because I think so many of us are visual learners. Mm-hmm. You know, we can hear the truth and hearing the truth definitely is a good thing. Yeah. But so often we actually have to walk the truth out, don't we? Yes. And and for me, I'm a visual learner. If, you know, physically writing down those things mm-hmm. that I see God in, that yeah. I see Jesus in, or the things that I'm grateful for today, even when I'm sick or when something's not going well, mm-hmm. it does. It just changes your lens mm-hmm. so much so. Mm-hmm. So Heidi, I know some of this will be repeat for some of the people who are in closely in our lives because they heard it yesterday when I preached at our church. You were fire. Like well, you were bringing the fire, girl. Well, I. the funny thing is, is that I actually edit the podcast for our church also. And mm-hmm. so I was editing it this morning and I was like getting myself saved. Yeah. I love <laughs> I was it. Like, wow. I was shouting. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're kind of a shouty preacher, but I, I like that about you. I, mm-hmm. See, and that's so funny because I don't like that about me. Mm, no, I like it. I really, in fact, my husband and I just had this conversation the other day and I said, I like my podcast personality Better than I like my preaching personality. That is hilarious. I know. Is it not the same person? It's it's a different <clears throat> version. Are you different live? Mm-hmm. Okay. When I'm preaching, I'm different. See, I think because this is a conversation between yeah. you and me. Yeah. And I think when you preach, and all the preachers out there, and you, you're going to get this too, yeah. you have this burden on you. Yes. You have prepared. You've been on your face before God. You've received a word from the Holy Spirit. Right. And for me, at least, it feels like there's this like urgent responsibility to get it out. It's like birthing a baby. (laughs) It really is. It's not quiet. It's not. So I am just, I'm trying to learn how to, um, you know, let myself have the highs and lows in my preaching and yeah. make sure that I'm not just shouting all the time. Okay, well, if you ever get too low and just like <laughs> monotone, I'm going to start shouting you down and be like, hey, bring back the tempo. 
Whew. I, all I can say is it's a good thing we have some people on our teaching team that are reserved and quiet and talk slowly and softly because <laughs> it makes up for my shouting. Well, I thought it was really good. So listeners, if you want to hear Heather's message yesterday, you can check out church214.org. Mm-hmm. Just church214. Yep. Dot org. It was really good. We're in the, you finished up the Colossian series. Yeah. And all four of the messages were so impactful. Yeah. Yeah. So, and the reason I wanted to go to this and talk about it is because we have been talking about suffering. Mm -hmm. You have felt especially that that has come up over and over and over in Mm -hmm. the past couple of weeks, especially. I was, I was actually just looking back at my, kind of my faith journal all the way back to August of this year, God has been speaking about suffering to me. Okay. Which has been interesting. So, and then you mentioned that the other day when we were out for dinner together and I, and you said, you know, Hey, what are you preaching on? What's your topic on? And I was like, well, primarily suffering. And you just started laughing because yeah. you were like, of course it of is. Of course it is. Yeah. So Heidi, before I share some of what I shared yesterday, why don't you talk to us a little bit about the suffering that's been going on in your life? Because really we all can relate to suffering on some levels. Sure. But sometimes there are seasons where it feels like it, the suffering just doesn't end. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about that. Okay. So I think it's been a variety of both physical and spiritual, mm-hmm. but some of just some of the examples that I would throw out there would be some of the physical things. Like our home was physically invaded. Mm-hmm. We had people come in and rob our home while we were at church serving God's people. Yeah. And, um, you know, that was last summer, mm-hmm. but that kind of felt like it started a little bit of this cascade of an awareness of the fact that there is darkness around us. Mm-hmm. There are principalities that are fighting against us mm-hmm. and the enemy does not like yeah. what is being pushed forward yeah. in in my family and in those around me mm-hmm. and our team. And so, you know, there was that. And then um, a bit before that, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, which is called Hashimoto which my husband teases, it reminds him of like a Mario go-kart game. <laughs> like Hashi. <laughs> it totally does. It's so weird. Um, but just learning to navigate that, which has been kind of crazy intense mm-hmm. because it's been really, honestly, it's it's kind of been a lonely journey because I've had to learn a lot mm-hmm. of things I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's, it's just hard because you don't really go to the doctor and they don't give you a step-by-step. You kind of have to self-teach. Right. And so, interestingly enough, tomorrow I start this major health um, one-month kind of protocol trying to help my body from the inside out and specifically for autoimmune. So that has also lended to a lot of struggles just in the day-to-day, like not having the physical energy to get the laundry done Mm -hmm. and not having the physical energy to go out and play with my kids Mm -hmm. And some weeks going, babe, we're going to have to grab carry out again because mm-hmm. I just, I, I cannot get a meal on the table. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so I think a lot of the suffering I've felt over the last year has revolved around that mm-hmm. specifically, mm-hmm. but just feeling like really honestly, the picture I see in my mind is our family is on the front line of, mm-hmm. of helping build God's church. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're called to. Yeah. And I just feel like the enemy is just constantly focused on attacking us, Mm -hmm. shooting these crazy fiery darts over and over and over and over again. So much so that honestly, when another one hits, like it doesn't even surprise me Mm -hmm. anymore. Like 
the sting is almost gone because I've just started to expect it. Um, and I love First Peter 4, verse 12. It says, Dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you're going through as if something strange were happening to you. Instead, be very glad for these trials make you partners with Christ in his suffering so that you will have the wonderful joy of seeing his glory when it is revealed at all the world. And I just, you know, on days that are really, really hard, Mm -hmm. I picture that like this is nothing compared to what Christ walked through Mm -hmm. for us, for me, for my children. Um, And it says that I should be very glad that I'm suffering. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I've had to work on. I, I do feel like God's given me a pretty good, for the most part, I feel like he's given me a pretty good grasp on why some of this has happened. But, um, it's, that's something that he's working in me Mm -hmm. is just that awareness that, Hey, I rejoice in this suffering because Mm -hmm. it, it makes me partners with Christ. Right. Which I mean, what an honor. Right. Well, and I think sometimes one of the things that we overlook as followers of Jesus, and I don't know that the church does an outstanding job on teaching this because it, it doesn't make people feel great. It doesn't really leave you feeling warm and fuzzy. and um, But it's this idea of suffering and what Jesus says, You, if you're going to follow me, you have to count the cost. That's right. Like you have to know that this is what's coming mm-hmm. if you follow me. Mm-hmm. Don't choose to follow me until you've counted the cost. In That's fact, right. he says that. In Luke, he's talking to this huge group group of people and he says, you know, by comparison, if you want to be my disciple, you have to hate everyone else. You have Mm. to hate your father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters. And I, you know, we hear that and we're like, whoa, that's extreme. Like that just doesn't settle with me. Um, and he, what Jesus is saying is when you have to understand that in God's word, there's always the tension Mm. between two things. Okay. So there's the tension between judgment and mercy. Mm. There's the tension between, um, truth and love. And that Jesus is saying this right here. Cause we all, we all know that you know, the two greatest commandments, love God, love people. And then here Jesus is saying, hate everyone. Right. And so it's that tension between, yes, loving people, loving, but loving Jesus so much that you're willing to give up everything Mm -hmm. to follow him. You're willing to sacrifice everything. And, you know, I love how he says that by comparison. Yes. He's not like, he's not saying go hate your father and your mother and your brothers and sisters, but he's saying, love me so much. Right that you're willing to sacrifice your own desires in order to follow Jesus. Mm. And I often think, you know, we're called to follow Jesus, not just sit back and observe from a distance. When you follow somebody, Mm -hmm. you follow them close enough that you can see where they are, where they're going, you know, follow the leader and you do what they do. And just like Jesus' disciples, like Paul the apostle, you know, they gave their lives Mm -hmm. and the same for us. Like if we're going to be followers of Jesus, it's a call to give our lives. Mm -hmm. Maybe not physically die, maybe, you know, in this time in history that we're currently in probably isn't a call to die. Physically, but it is a call to die to ourselves, to our own desires, and to say, Jesus, I desire for your will in my life, even if that means sacrificing my own desires. Yeah. And that's that idea of suffering is we are told over and over and over that we are to one, expect it, 
Yeah. And two, rejoice in it. Yeah. Be very glad. Yes, because it's proof that we're following Jesus, that we're living in his shadow. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes we just see suffering and we just want it to end. And we just like, just get us through this, you know, and really like we should wear it as a badge. We should say, wow, like, thank you, God, for this suffering. And my ability through you to endure it, because it means that I am in your shadow. I am following in your footsteps. Yeah. And you told us that this would happen. I loved how you said that, Heather. We're in his shadow in that suffering, because I'll I'll be super candid and admit, Saturday, right before you preached, um, my mom was with me at that fall market, and I I was really down. And I just said, I was like determined not to be down. But I had been sick for so long that it was hard not to be. And I just said, you know, I'm feeling a little bit overlooked right now. Like, kind of like, Lord, where are you? And I'm like, that's kind of hard to even admit that. Mm Because, you know, we all want to be like, no, we're a spiritual giant and we don't ever struggle. Yeah. But that's not reality. Like, reality is I struggle. Like, I'll speak for myself. I struggle. Yeah. And, you know, it was just so interesting then sitting yesterday um, and I love when God allows the message to speak right to me. Yeah. You know, cause it's like, this isn't for the masses. Yeah. This is for you yeah. today, Heidi. Yeah. And I mean, that's pretty humbling cause you know, I've been in church ministry for over two mm-hmm. decades now. So it's like, we still need oh, absolutely. the extravagant yes. voice of God speaking yes. into our lives in order to do yes. this life the way he calls yes. us to do it. And when you talked about that, just, you know, that shadow, when you're in the suffering, it's that shadow of God. Mm-hmm. And it hit me, I thought, that means God is all over me. Yeah, that's right. That means like he is hovering so closely. Yeah. That his shadow is has fallen on you, fallen on yes. me, yes. and it just—I loved that picture. Mm-hmm. And I think someone listening today needs to hear that—that mm-hmm. that God is hovering so closely, mm-hmm. His shadow is all over you. Yes, and you might go, it feels so dark. Mm-hmm. Okay, that might be the shadow of God. Right, you might be mistaking it as torment and the enemy. It might be the shadow of That's God. Right. That's right. And so ask the Lord, Lord, show me the purpose in this suffering. And I love um, 1 Peter also says this, 419. It says, so if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right Mm -hmm. and trust your lives to the God who created you for he will never fail you. Yeah. You know, and that's something that I've just been saying over and over and Mm -hmm. over. And earlier this summer, we walked through a really hard thing with our three-year-old that Mm -hmm. we shared with you all on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I just kept repeating that, like, I'm going to keep doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep exercising all of the spiritual things I know to do. And I'm going to do the right thing over and over and over because I know God's not going to fail me. That's right. And you know what? He didn't. That's right. He came through when I felt like I was literally hanging on to the very last strand on the very end of the tether. Mm -hmm. He came through. Yeah. And he went, here's the answer. Right. And since that day, it was July 14th, I will never forget the date, God spoke to me and our little boy has been completely healed of that trial. Yeah. And to me, that was miraculous. Yeah, absolutely. And it was God going, I'm not going to fail you. That's right. So. That's right. Well, and to take it even a step further, you know, in Colossians 4, Paul says a couple of things that really jumped out to me in a way they never had before. Um, he talks about his chains a lot when he's writing letters to the churches in the early church days. And, you know, in verse, um, chapter four, verse 
3, he says, Pray for us, too, that God will give us many opportunities to speak about his mysterious plan concerning Christ. That is why I am here in chains. And then you go all the way down to the end of his letter to this church, and he says, Here's my greeting in my own handwriting, Paul. Remember my chains. And I think I used to read that and think that was Paul asking for a little sympathy. Yeah. You know, and we all do that. Yeah. Like, hey, don't forget that I'm going through this hard time. Yep. Like, hey, don't, for- don't forget that I'm over here sick right now. Or don't forget that, you know, my husband lost his job. Or don't forget. And then we, we want people to. And there's nothing wrong with being honest and being real and asking for prayer for things. Right. Absolutely. Right. Continue to do that. Um, but what that's not what Paul was doing. Like, Paul wasn't victimizing himself. He wasn't asking for sympathy. He was actually pointing to his chains and saying, remember why I'm here in these chains. His chains were pointing him to his purpose. Yeah. And I think, you know, there are chains in our lives that need to be broken off. Let's be super clear about that. Yeah. There, the Bible's very clear about chains of sin, you know, that Christ has come to set us free. Yes. Um, he's set us free from the old law. Mm-hmm. He's given us full freedom in that. And then anything in our life that would bind us to sin that would mm-hmm. hold us to sin of course that needs to be broken off but there's a different kind of chain that Paul is talking about and it's this idea of being a slave to Christ being mm. the word that Paul uses um is means to be bound to mm. and so you picture that like being bound to Christ mm. so tightly that you know he got thrown in prison because mm. of his purpose which yeah. was to pro- proclaim the gospel. And he's saying this to this little church in Colossae. He's saying, remember my chains, remember the purpose for which you have been called. And so I think sometimes Heidi, we, we need to look at our suffering. We need to look at our quote unquote chains. And we need to say, what purpose is this right now to point others to Jesus or to point me to Jesus? How do I need to look at my chains or my suffering and go, Oh God, this is reminding me of my purpose mm. in what you have called me to be. Instead of just asking for our suffering to be over, because we already know, we've already been told you'll have suffering in this world. And then saying, God, how is this suffering pointing other people to Jesus? Mm, that's and so I, good. I love to think about this fact that many of the books of the New Testament that Paul wrote were written while he was in prison, including the book of Acts, which was written by Luke, but Paul was right there dictating it. And they were both in prison when Mm. they wrote the book of Acts. And I think about all of the churches and specifically our church has been so impacted by the book of Acts thousands of years later, and they were in chains when they wrote it. And so I wonder what if something that we're enduring right now, what if some suffering that we're enduring or some chains that we're enduring are actually meant to point people back to Jesus a thousand years from now? Hmm. What if someone hears a podcast that you've shared suffering that you've gone through? Or what if someone reads something that you've written or the story is told through the generations and they said, do you remember when Heidi Bolt back in 2018 went through that suffering? Look at her faith and Mm -hmm. it will remind people, just like the book of Acts, just like the book of Colossians is reminding us, while they were in physical chains writing this, of Jesus and of who he is and of the place he has in our lives. Heather, that is so powerful. It's That's such a strong picture. And it, it really does give purpose to sometimes why God does allow us to suffer. I heard somebody say recently that part of the reason we walk through suffering is because God allows it in order to torment the enemy. Mm. 
because he knows we're not, our faith isn't going to waver. Yeah. We're going to be strong enough. And it reminds me of Job. Like Job, yeah. Like it's going to be strong enough to still not detest God, to not turn from God. And that is going to literally torment the enemy when we're walking through hardship and the enemy is physically being tormented that we are not caving. Wow. I love that picture. I mean, when I can think about the enemy, the devil getting kicked in the face, it just makes me so happy. Well, and the word of God says that we crush the head of the enemy. Yeah. And so he he does not have power over us. But so often we allow our own mind to make us believe that he does. Yeah. And that's when those lies from the enemy come in and we have to go back to the word of God and go, but what does God's word say about my place? Well, if we're heirs of Christ Jesus, right, then we have the power over the enemy. Right. Okay. So on a really practical level, Heidi, because it's really easy to say all of this, right. but as someone who... You just said you feel like you've been, well, you said right before we started recording, you feel like for four years, yeah, you've been going from one suffering to the next to the next. And yeah. it's sort of been, there's been no break. Mm-hmm. Um, so as someone who has been walking through this season of suffering, how do you on a daily basis mm-hmm. stay the course, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus and overcome it, even though you're still in the midst of it? Practically, what does that look like? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And I think that's, we all want practical, right? Because we all want something tangible that we can do. And I think that would be my advice is do what you need to be doing. Like I've had to meet with multiple doctors. Um, You know, I'm going to, like I said, I'm walking through this health protocol that I'm not super pumped about. Right. It's super clean eating, which I, I do love to, clean eating anyway. That's not a huge shift for me. We pretty much eat that way anyway, but it's, you know, no coffee. It's no red wine. Like right. that's not cool. Like right. I love to unwind at the end of a night with a, a glass of red right. wine. Right. Um, but it's like, it's me fighting for this current suffering that I'm in. It's me doing the things I have to do because no one else is going to do it for me. Right. No one else can do it for me. Right. And so, you know, paying the cost, like Mm -hmm. physically signing up with this doctor who is specializing in Hashimoto Mm -hmm. and paying the cost to go through her program and to do all of the things she says I need to do, even when they seem crazy. Right. You know, like why am I going to wake up in the morning and drink hot lemon water instead of coffee? That sounds crazy. Right. But it's what I need to do in order to heal parts of my body that are not healed right now. So being willing to do the hard things, but yeah. then spiritually, like on a practical note, spiritually, yeah. what does that look like? Um, practically, it, it looks like me literally being in God's word every single day. Yeah. You know, and I've actually got my faith journal sitting here right in front of me. And it, I look and it's it's very rare that I miss a day. Um, I don't say that pridefully at all. I say that because it's literally the life giving. I, I feel like it's the thing that's pumping blood into my veins yeah. on days that I feel like, man, I just feel like I'm not going to make it. Mm-hmm. And then I do have the energy to get into God's word. And then somehow miraculously, I make it through the day. Would you say that it's the thing that has kept you going? Oh, yes, yeah. for sure. And right behind that would be my husband and mom. Yeah. Because they've they've been the the people, and you too, because you three have really been the three people in my circle that have been close enough on a day-to-day basis to mm-hmm. know when it's really bad. Right. And there are days that are really bad. Yeah. And there are days that are really good. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the hardest thing is that you don't look sick. 
when yeah. you've got an autoimmune disease. Yeah. And so I think sometimes people around you think you're making it up. Yeah. Like, oh, you can't come to the picnic because you don't feel good, huh? Uh-huh. Oh, really? Uh-huh. No, really. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so practically, like, your pride takes a hit mm-hmm. because – like it is a, it's, you have to really go, man, am I humble enough to admit that I need help? Yeah. And I've had to do that. I, I've had to humble myself so much mm-hmm. and go, yeah, I cannot do this right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And so on a spiritual level, it's looked like very consistently in God's word. Yeah. Um, lots of prayer. Yeah. Not like four hours in my closet by myself with the lights off. Cause I can't do that. I've got little children. Right. But throughout my entire day, yeah. talking to Jesus throughout my entire day. Um, you know, when it's like, I'll literally say to him, Lord, I'm so tired right now, mm-hmm. but I have so much left to do. Mm-hmm. I need to make dinner mm-hmm. and I need to serve my kids mm-hmm. and I need to get all the way through until seven thirty when it's bedtime. Mm-hmm. And it might be three o'clock in the afternoon. Right. And he gets me through. Well, and Heidi, I think often, I know for me, I've definitely gone through seasons where things are hard and I tend to retreat from the Lord and from spending time with him because you just want to kind of curl up in a fetal position and just exist. Be real sad about right? it. Yeah. I mean, you just yeah. do. Our, yeah. our humanness wants to do that. But when you're in a season of suffering, it's all the more reason to mm. press in. It's yeah. all the more reason to open up your Bible Every day, even if you don't feel like it. Yeah. Because that really is where the source of joy is going to come from. It's where the source of um, energy that you need to endure the suffering is going to come from, whether it be extreme grief, whether it be hardship in a marriage, whether it be a job situation, that's where you're going to find the hope that you need to endure. And so I would challenge you if you're listening and you're in a season of suffering, you're in a, a time of hardship. Open up your Bible every single day. Make yes. it a priority. Like yeah. it needs to be like breathing. Yeah. Um, especially if you're in that season of suffering. I could not agree more with that. You know, I think I think sometimes we want everything to just be easy. Mm-hmm. Like, hey God, can you help me with this? And then it's just boom, magically yeah. gone. Yeah. And it's easy. And it's not been that way. Right. But I do feel like the Lord has taught me so much through it. Mm-hmm about his grace for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I think sometimes we think of grace and we think it's only re- in regard to our sin mm-hmm. of like, God's grace is sufficient for my sins. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, that is true. But I think it's the little things every day, mm-hmm. you know, like, Hey, God's grace is going to be enough to give you the energy to order your groceries today mm-hmm. and mop your floor that hasn't been mopped mm-hmm. in a month. And, you know, do the things that need to be done mm-hmm. in order to just kind of keep your family floating. Right. Um, so just really resting in that yeah, and knowing that like he's such a good father and he loves us so much, it, way more than we can comprehend, even if we're a parent and we think of the love for our kids, way beyond that. Right. Um, and yet we would do anything for our kids. Yeah. And God's yeah. the same way. It's so true. So I, my challenge would be to anyone listening, if you're suffering, to begin thanking God for that suffering. Yeah. And that's a really hard thing to do. Yeah. It's a really hard thing to open up your hands and say, God, thank you yeah. for this season of suffering. Thank you for this hardship that I'm walking through. And 
asking him to change your perspective on how you view your suffering. It doesn't mean that you are always going to stay in that suffering. He will bring you through it. There will be, you know, Ecclesiastes talks about seasons, a time to dance, a time to weep, a time to mourn, and all of those different seasons. They will come and go, but in the midst of those, opening your hands up and thanking the Lord for them. And I, I can guarantee you, that it will change how you walk through it. It might not change the circumstance, but it will change how you walk through it. Yeah. Job 7.21 says that he will once again fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouts of joy. And I do, I think yesterday, Heather, you had us do that exercise where we literally opened our hands up and said we we had to name our suffering and then thank God for it. And I just, I do believe that as our eyes are pointed to Jesus in everything, no matter what it is, you do begin to experience joy in your life that is unexplainable. It's not joy in your circumstance. It's just this joy that can only come from Jesus. Um, Despite your circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. I love what Oswald Chambers says. He says this, the saint who satisfies the heart of Jesus will make other saints strong and mature for God. Mm -hmm. And I think really that's the goal Mm -hmm. is equipping other saints Mm -hmm. is going, yes, this is hard. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I'm right here with you. I'm going to link arms with you. Yep. And we're going to make it through this. Yep. You're going to be strong enough to get through this. By God's grace, that's you're right. going to make it through. That's good. Well, thank you for sharing about your suffering. Yeah. I know that's not always easy to share the hard things. It's really fun to share the good things, but I yeah. truly believe it's when we can share the things that are struggles that mm-hmm. people go, that's me too. I can yeah. so relate to that. And I'm so glad to know that your life isn't perfect. And that, <laughs> you know, I mean, just because it really, you feel so alone until you hear someone else right. say what they're walking through. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. And if you have something that you are just struggling over or some hardships or some suffering in your life, and you would like to have us pray with you yeah. that maybe you do need a change in perspective. Reach out to us. You can re- find us on Instagram at the H&H Hour. You can find us on Facebook at the H&H Hour. You can email us at the H&H Hour at gmail.com. And we, we love to hear from you because we love to pray for you. Yeah. And we love to see God work in your lives and then be able to point to Jesus and say, look what he did. That's right. Yeah. And Heather, on Instagram, you're Heather E. Taves? Yes. Okay. And I'm Heidi Bolt. So... Please reach out to either one of us and we would truly, we say it all the time, but we really will pray for you. Yes, we will. And even have a conversation with you if you need someone to just kind of help figure it out with you. Yep. Walk alongside. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Go to iTunes and leave a review. Yes. And leave five stars if you love this podcast and share it with a friend. Yeah. Heidi, I think that is for us. That's so, um, we love to hear that people have shared this podcast because it. It helps us be able to reach more people and share other people's stories, you know, when we have guests on and then share our own encouragement. So share it with a friend who might need to hear this podcast. And thank you for listening. We will chat with you next time. Heidi, I want to thank our sponsor for today's show. We both use this product and we both really like it. Yep. And our cousin Josiah Candler is an independent consultant with Young Living. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people think of Young Living and they just think of essential oils, mm-hmm. which definitely is a huge part of their products right. and what they sell. But there are some other really amazing products that we both use. Yes. So talk about what your favorites are. Um, some of my favorites, we use their toothpaste. Mm-hmm. I love their toothpaste for myself and for my kids. Which you have really white teeth. Okay, so. but well, it's not because of that. <laughs> it's just, 
I mean, we've talked about this before. Yes. It's not the toothpaste. Um, <laughs> it might be. It, it could be. But the tooth, I haven't been using it long enough. So For it to be the toothpaste? No. Okay. Um, but I love it because it's refreshing. And it's sometimes when you use natural toothpaste, you sort of kind of feel like you're brushing with baking powder, baking soda. Yes. And you're like, um, I don't think this is working. Right. Or dirt. Yeah. Yeah. This works. And I love it. And okay. my kids like it. Okay. So that's so cool. toothpaste. And I love their Thieves household cleaner. Mm. I mean, I, I've got these glass bottles. You can, you put water in with a mm-hmm. tiny little bit of Thieves yep. in it and you can just spray all of the things. Yes. The toilets, you know, the countertops, the fridge, everything. I love it. Your kids' feet. Yes. If they're dirty. And the because great it's thing. it's toxic Yeah. And then my kiddos can help me. Yes. Because they love to like clean the bathtubs and... So I'll give Collins a spray bottle and let her just go to town spraying the bathtub right. with the Thieves Cleaner because she can. And it lasts forever because you get this bottle that's a concentrate. Yes. And it, you really only need a tiny little bit yes. to make these full spray bottles. So full disclosure, we were cleaning my daughter's room. Not just cleaning, but like going in with hazmat suits. Okay. Okay. And she's a creative. And yes. so she just saves everything yeah. and doesn't know that trash cans exist and so it is really like full-on crazy going Mm. in to clean her room and today I went in I'm like not only is it dirty but it stinks in here okay Uh uh-huh yeah I mean just you know eight-year-old little girl and all of her stuff yeah so I took thieves cleaner diffused it thieves oil diffused it in her room and then a bottle of thieves cleaner and sprayed it on every single surface I and it. i mean i went to town yes and now her room smells delightful and I it's bet clean it does. and it's fresh and i know that the chemicals you know that i could have been spraying in there aren't in her room she's not going to be breathing those in because it's non-toxic so good yes so good so if you're interested check out Josiah. He's tagged in this episode. He can answer any questions you might have. And he's so helpful. He is. He loves to do this. And so he loves to answer your questions and give you specific ideas and help you out with what you need. And it's cool because he's actually trained in the medical field as well. Mm -hmm. So he knows a lot about health and wellness. Yes. So very cool. Check him out and get yourself some thieves. Thanks for listening.